It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. Welcome to the 2 o'clock show. This is episode 25. No, it's not. He's lying. It's unbelievable that we have actually made 25 of these. And if this is your first time, welcome. If it is not your first time, we don't know why you came back. But we're glad you did. And uh, we know that you have a lot of other things that you could be doing, other things that you could be listening to, uh, like your your grandma's washing machine or something like that. Probably would be just as interesting. Why not their own washing machine? It's not as interesting as their grandma's uh, washing machine. Oh. It has that noise. It like squeaks. It's, it's older. Oh. So it has that really cool kind of a squeak noise to it. The kind that makes you want to like box your ears until you can't hear anything anymore. No, it has kind of like a groove to it, you know. It's oh. kind of kind of cool. One of those kind of things. Anyway, this program is brought to you in part by... Tomph Tyrannosaurus Teeth. For those that want a bigger smile, sharper teeth, and for all those meat lovers out there, we offer dental implants styled after the teeth of the mighty Tyrannosaurus Rex. We have a new segment that we thought we would introduce today, and it's just simply called Tell a Joke, and our listeners are able to call in and tell us a joke, and we're going to try to decide uh, which joke that we like the best, and whichever one we decide that we like the best, um, I guess that one will win, and uh, we'll patch them through to Larry to tell them what exciting prize they have won. And I can see that um, our panel is already beginning to light up, with calls, hopefully we'll get some good jokes this time around. Okay, going to line one. Hello, this is Tell a Joke on the Two O'Clock Show. Yeah, one day the guy's doorbell rang, and he goes down to the door, opens it up, and nobody's there but a snail sitting by the doorbell. So he grabs a snail and he chucks it about as far as he could. The snail must have went flying a hundred yards, and about a year and a half later. His doorbell rings again, and there's a snail sitting there by the doorbell, and he says, What'd you do that for? That was that was a that was a thriller right there. Okay, we'll we'll remember this one here. Uh let's see. Run line two? Hello, this is Tell a Joke on the Two O'clock Show. You're live on the air. What's your joke? Did you hear the one about the goat and the owls that had a baby? Uh no. It was a hootenanny. Okay. Going to line three. Hello, this is Telejoke on the Two O'Clock Show. You're live on the air. A man walks into a library and asks the librarian for books about paranoia. She whispers, they're right behind you. Okay. Unsettling, but okay. Going to line four. You want to hear a good roof joke? The first one's on the house. <laughs> okay, moving on to line five. Hello, this is Tell a Joke on the Two O'Clock Show. You're live on the air. What should you do if you're attacked by a group of clowns? Wake up, hopefully. Go straight for the juggler. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, my. Okay, line six. Hello, this is Telejoke on the Two O'Clock Show. You're live on the air. A cement mixer and a prison bus crashed on the highway. Police advise citizens to look out for a group of hardened criminals. Hardened. 
humor. What, why did we start this segment again? Uh, I don't know. The uh, Obadiah Perkins uh, thought it would be a great idea if we open up a segment for jokes from our listeners. I think the joke's on us. Okay, going to line seven. Hello, this is Telejoke on the Two O'Clock Show. You're live on the air. A man walks into a library and orders a hamburger. The librarian says, This is a library. The man apologizes and whispers, I'd like a hamburger, please. Okay. I get it. Yeah, okay. Going to line eight. Hello, this is Telejoke on the Two O'Clock Show. You're live on the air. So this man, he walks into a bar. There's all these, like, pieces of meat hanging from the ceiling. So he says to the bartender, Hey, what's, what's with all these meats hanging from the ceiling? And he says, Oh, it's a challenge. The customers can try to jump up and hit the meat. And if they do it, they get free drinks. But otherwise, they have to pay double for the rest of the night. He says, Do you want to give it a go? And the man says, No, the stakes are too high. Okay, going to line nine. We have a lot of callers today. Hello, this is Telejoke on the two o'clock show. You're live on the air. Yeah, guys, guy goes into a restaurant and and have, they have a sign on the wall what says, uh, if we don't fill your order, we'll give you 500 bucks. So he says, okay. So the waiter comes up and says, okay, mister, what do you want? And the man says, I want an elephant ear sandwich on rye with mustard. So the waiter goes back into the kitchen, comes out a few minutes later, says, here's your money, buddy. Counts it out. One, two, three, four, five. Gives him $500. He said, we're fresh out of mustard. Okay. That was, that was, that was different. Uh, going on to line 10. Hello, this is Telejoke on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. Given a bell to a hummingbird? No. It's a real humdinger. <sighs> Remind me to uh, have a word with Obadiah Perkins after this uh, show today, if we can find him. If he even exists. Have you ever seen him? No, we've seen his parrot. His parrot seemed pretty confident he existed. Yeah. We'll have to ask his parrot when was the last time he saw him. I noticed Larry always feeds him. Okay, going to the next line. Hello, this is Telejoke on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. How many tickles does it take to get an octopus to laugh? I've never heard an octopus laugh, but uh, how many? Ten tickles. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Hello, this is Telejoke on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. Why is it no one is friends with Dracula? Because he's a sucky friend? Because he's a pain in the neck. Aha. Aha. Well, have you had enough uh, punishment for one day? More than enough, I think. So which, uh, which joke do you think was the, uh, the least lame? I don't know. I think my memory blocked at least half of them. Well, tell you what, why don't we, uh, why don't we listen to our recording here later? And uh, and we'll, we'll pick one and have Larry give him a call and tell him what they win. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening, if indeed you still are. This has been Tell a Joke on the 2 O'Clock Show.
This program is brought to you in part by Culligan, Mulligan, O'Sullivan, and Chang, purveyors of fine Mexican food. Once again, it is time for Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. Last time, as you may recall, Neville Biff and Cap'n Hardbiscuit were landing on a planet very similar to Earth, and they were attacked almost immediately by some hostile aliens. They retreated to the Holmium, and they tried to escape as quick as they could to try to avoid being killed by these aliens. The engine isn't starting. What's wrong? Ah, uh, we could be having technical difficulties. Hey, he's a bright one there. You need matey. You have no idea. Yeah, you're real, uh, you're real Captain Obvious there, matey. Let's see here. I never had a problem quite like this. This is a little different from the, the ship I used to have. All I know is those aliens are gonna be getting through this thing. This isn't the sturdiest ship I've ever seen. Could be the transmorphic hydrogenator. Or the auxiliary motivator subsystems. Uh, it doesn't look like we're gonna be going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, uh, I wonder if we could try communicating with these aliens and see what it is they want besides to kill us. The astral computing system should have a translator. Oh, that's right. Well, there's no guarantee it'll work with these guys because we have no idea who they are, or where we are, or what they're speaking, but maybe you can somewhat translate what they're saying. Alright, let's boot it up then. Okay, let's run that through the astral translator and see uh, see what they're saying. Translator active. Detecting spoken language. Analyzing. Translation. Destroy the ugly intruders and the loud shiny house. That the bumpy sounded it uh, any uh, too friendly there, matey. Uh, no, I I don't think so. Um, let me see if I can get this thing going here. Uh, let's see, rewire this. Uh, son, how how does this how does this connect to this again? It's very simple to remember, father. You see, if you loop it this way, it's like the rabbit comes around the tree, down into its hole. It digs around through the tunnel, comes out of the tree, it climbs up the tree, goes around three times, and then it comes, meets up with his friend over here, and then they both go back into the hole, and then out the hole, then around the tree again. Oh. Hey, maybe there could be much easier than that. That's plain to be seen. I mean, this is really very, like, rudimentary things. I'm surprised that you haven't, like, memorized it by now. I'm just a captain, son. Don't, don't expect me to know anything. Yes, of course. Well, hang on, we're gonna try again, see if we can get out of here before we end up lunch for these aliens. They're chanting now. Translation. Barbecue the freaks. Barbecue the freaks. Barbecue the freaks. Okay, we get it. Yeah, that don't be sending any too, uh, too friendly there, Minnie. Okay, Captain Biff, you better get this thing going quick or we're gonna end up somebody's barbecue. Okay, I think I have this wire here. Okay, everybody, hold on. We're gonna see if we can get out of here this time. Father, you forgot the manual control and the stability assist again. Yeah, I forget that. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Okay, guys, we're just about to go through the atmosphere here. We should be coming weightless any moment now. Okay, okay, we're now we're into space. What's this? What's what's this signal for? 
Is that... Is that the armada we just fled from? Aye, that'd be a good one, matey. You took us right back into the face of that armada we just escaped from. How'd they follow us here? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought we were quicker than them. Hmm, I didn't think they saw us leave. I must have been mistaken again. Tune in next time to find out what happens with Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. This program is brought to you in part by Auntie Gretchen's Homestyle Restaurant. At Auntie Gretchen's, you'll feel like you're home with your favorite aunt. You're slouching. No dessert unless you eat those vegetables. No elbows on the table. Well, I came up with a good motto for Auntie Gretchen's Homestyle Restaurant. There will be no wretching when you eat at Aunt Gretchen's. That's vile and repulsive. And it's Auntie Gretchen. Uh, sorry. Once again, it is time for Adventures in Time and Space. Why are my feet wet? Is it because of the water coming in? Could be. My knees are now wet. I think we might want to leave. Yeah, I'm just gonna just do this and here we go. sound good. No. Something's on fire. And my, I'm up to my knees in water still, as you are. How is there a flood and fire? Uh, salt water and electronics, I guess, are not a good mixture. It's a flood fire. A flyer. Okay, let's see. Let's, let's slide open this window and see if we can figure out where and when we are. There's no telling. Because we just kind of zapped and went, and I have no idea when or where we are. Let's, let's... I see buildings. I'm opening the doors to let the water out. Yeah, that's that's a good idea there. Okay. Look at that water gushing out. I hope somebody doesn't mind all this water on their lawn or whatever this is here. I'm going to activate the fire suppression system. That figures. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, at least hopefully it won't completely burn up. Okay, the gauge here says England. Oh, boy. And let's see. what. Let me scrape this soot off of here. 1893. So we are in 1893 England, but I have no idea where in England we are. Uh, it just says England 1893. It looks dark out. Hopefully no one hurt us. Yeah, that'd be kind of hard to explain how in the world this big dumpster appeared right here in front of this building in 1893. Well, it'd be easy to explain. It would just be hard to get people to believe us. True. Well, if you saw a big dumpster appear right before your eyes, it'd be a little hard to deny it. Okay, well, uh, seeing as we're soaked and cold and it's 1893 and it's England, at least we're in a place where people speak English. And, uh, what do you say we go up to the door and maybe try to find out where we are and maybe if we can come in and dry off and warm up or something. Yeah. Might as well get away from this. It's kind of smoking a bit. With no way to yeah. put it out, I guess we're just going to have to let it burn out and do its thing. Yeah, with all this moisture in here, I don't think it'll hopefully burn too bad. I really don't feel like being stuck in 1893. I think, uh, 
Mom might be a little concerned about uh, where we are come supper time. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go then. Alrighty, after you. It looks like we're in someone's backyard. Could be. Let's take this little path here. Through this little gate. Look at that, there's a sundial. Why does this look so familiar? Mm -hmm. Sundial in a backyard. Hmm. Well, let's knock on this door and see if anybody's home. Hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody's home. Hope it's not too late. Don't wake anybody up. I say, chaps, uh, may I be of assistance? Uh, sorry for this intrusion. Uh, we don't mean to barge in on you in the middle of the night here in your backyard, but, uh, we just kind of arrived here and, uh, had a little, little accident. We were wondering if maybe we could, um, come in or if there's somewhere we could go to kind of dry off a little bit and warm up. Oh, by, by all means, young man, come on in. Thank you, sir. After you. Oh, it's a nice place they have here. Oh, well, thank you, son. It's, I like to think of it as, as a cozy chateau. Come in here by the fire and, and sit down and let me get some blankets and maybe see if I can find some clothes that, that fit you. Well, that's right nice of them. Very, very, uh, very hospitable for a couple of strangers to come into his house and in the evening and in his own backyard. Well, here you go, young men. Here's some blankets and uh, I found some trousers and a couple coats. They may, they may add a little warmth. Hopefully they will fit you, okay? Well, we sure appreciate your hospitality here to a couple, couple strangers coming to your door at night. Oh, not at all, not at all. Uh, how, you say you just arrived, how, how did you, how did you manage to get into my backyard? Uh, well, that was a little tough to explain. Um, well, you see, this, this may come as a little bit, uh, a bit of a shock, a little hard to believe, but, uh, by the way, my name's Tim, and this is my son, Matthew. Um, we got here in a dumpster. I say, uh, uh, what, what is a dumpster? Well, where we're from, um, we put our, our garbage and stuff in dumpsters, and they're picked up by people in trucks, and they haul it off to uh, landfills and so on, and uh, that's where they take all our, our rubbish, as you would say here in England. I, I perceive that you weren't from... The United Kingdom, uh, no, no, we're, uh, we're from America, actually, and, um, as hard as it may be to believe, um, we are, uh, from the year 2021, and, um, the dumpster is a time machine, the, the, the dumpster is the nickname that we've given it, it was actually created from a dumpster and a refrigerator welded together, uh, refrigerator, well, oh, oh, yeah, that's not invented yet. Um, anyway, it's kind of a contraption uh, that keeps food cold, food and drinks cold. Anyway, we traveled from the year 2021, and uh, we had a little accident with our machine, and came here quite by accident, and um, and here we are. That's fascinating, young man. I, uh, I'm kind of intrigued by such stories. I, I happen to be a writer myself. And uh, I'm intrigued by the possibility of, of time travel. 
Oh, well, that's that's interesting. Um, I I didn't catch your name uh, when we came in, sir. Uh, my name is Wells, uh, Herbert Wells. Uh, my my acquaintances call me H.G. Uh, most of my writings I go by H.G. Wells. You've got to be kidding me, H.G. Wells. Wow, this. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to give away what happens in your future, but uh, but you um, you're gonna write some amazing stuff about uh about the future some amazing stories and um matter of fact one of them happens to do with um time travel uh, that's fascinating young man now let's 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 go look at your your machine out here let's i i'm intrigued by this um let me fetch a couple of lanterns and we shall go outside and take a look at your your dumpster as you call it and uh let me uh, examine this this machine for myself. Okay, we can kind of give it a little bit of a tour here. Okay, you got both of those lanterns, okay? Yes, uh, uh, you may carry one if you would like. Oh, thanks. All right, now, mind you, step there, gentlemen, as we step outside here. Okay, right over this way. Towards the giant burning wreckage. Hey, this is... Our geotemporal vortex facilitator, otherwise lovingly known as the dumpster. AKA, currently, the dumpster fire. And we just enter here, and careful there, it's kind of slippery. I see, rather, rather there, young man. Yeah, we uh, had a little mishap. We, uh, we wanted to see if the dumpster would float, and so we kind of went in a, a shark tank uh not too far from where we live and uh, it um it pretty much began to sink so we tried to uh leave from there and of course salt water and electronics don't mix very well so it kind of shorted out and we ended up here it's not as smoky as it was i thought it'd be like uh pretty bad for quite a while it seems to be smoldering out already could have been a lot worse i suppose i say uh a young man how how does this, this how does this machine work? Well, uh, we just sit down right here, and then these are our controls. This this gizmo here shows you what year you have selected. We can go any time that we desire. We've gone far back as uh, Noah's Ark. We have seen David and Goliath. Uh, we went to see some dinosaurs in the United States, where we're from. And we can go pretty much any time we want, and we can travel to any location we want. Uh, here we came here to England, we've been to Egypt, uh, we've we've been to Israel. We can pretty much go wherever we want. That's the that's the beauty of this machine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we might be kind of stuck here a while. Our our machine said it's 1893. Is that is that right? Uh, why, quite right, quite right, young man, 1893. Um, yeah, looks like, uh, we could be stuck here a while. Um, meanwhile, we can tell you a little bit about, uh, some things that are going on in our time and kind of maybe give you some ideas for, uh, for your story that, uh, you were going to write about, uh, about a time machine. I mean, don't go telling him too much. We, we'll probably end up, like, messing up. The space-time whatever flow. Yeah, something. Okay, well, um, 
Yeah, my wife's going to be wondering where we are. You know, maybe what we can do, if, if we can fix this thing, maybe we can go back to um, around the time that we left and she'll never know we were gone. I mean, this is a time machine. That's that's one of the handy things about this this thing. I see, old chap. This is intriguing here. To see that time travel actually is possible. Uh, do do people travel often uh, through time? Uh, where when you're in your where you're from in in your time? Uh, no, no. Thankfully, uh, if this technology was to fall in the wrong hands, that could be that could be a bad thing. Uh, yeah, my son and I just travel from time to time, just, you know, mainly for fun, with this is something we invented, and, uh, we, um, we really don't want, uh, don't want the wrong people getting a hold of this kind of from thing. From time mind. to time? Uh... So, yeah, um, well, uh, young men, what, what, what seems to be the, the trouble besides you kind of fire and moisture in your, your machine, uh? What seems to be the actual trouble? Why, why are you unable to uh, go back into time? Well, the fuel source, like the fuel source itself, seems to be intact and still inside its containment unit, which is good because otherwise we would be suffering from the severe radiation burns. Um, but unfortunately, one of the compression springs uh, had completely melted. Yeah, that uh, without that spring working, our transmorphic fertilizer will not oscillate. And we will be stuck here in 1893, no offense, but uh, we kind of need to get back to our time. And then, then take it all, then take it all. I tell you what, young man, um, as a hobby, I collect timepieces. And I have a rather large collection in my home. Um, let me look at my pocket here. I was just working on the timepiece when you gentlemen came to the door. Oh, yeah, analog clocks are a thing, aren't they? Yes, yes, um, uh, by, by Jove, I have a, I have a spring here in my pocket left, um, with a screwdriver. Um, would, uh, would something like this happen to be the right size? You know, actually, that that looks pretty pretty close. Mind if we use your screwdriver there? We can tighten it up here. Yeah, perfect fit. Well, uh, Mr. Wells, how would you like to um, how would you like to go for a little ride? Uh, that depends, young man. Uh, uh, I do have an appointment in the morning. I need to get to, uh, and I need to get back to to some writing that I I had planned. Um, uh, we can we can take you any time you want. We can drop you off. We can return you back before we even arrived here. Uh, nobody will even know that you were gone. Uh, that sounds rather uh, rather exciting. Um, uh, let's. Uh, how soon would you like to leave? Uh, just as soon as you're ready. We can we can go right now. I just got to redo this wiring here because you know, water. Yeah, there's plenty of room here for you to. You can sit right here and. And we should be good to go. And uh, we can take you back to our time. We can show you some things here. Uh, we don't want to tell you too much. That might, you know, I don't know if you want to know everything that's coming down the pike in the next, you know, several years. But uh, we can show you some things, some of the innovations from our time and things like that. And uh, I can introduce you to my, my wife at home. And uh, she'd be thrilled to meet the real H.G. Wells. And... Uh, Plus, we'd like to prove to you that we're not we're not uh, some kind of 
nutcases out here, this this machine actually does work. I, I have no doubt that's your veracity of your story. Uh, how else could you get this into my backyard uh, in the night? Uh, good point. Good point. Okay, well, let's see. Do you have those uh, those wires all back in place? Yes, we should be good to go, just as long as we don't go, like, crazy far into the future or past. Okay, let's slide shut the uh, the window. We we have a, a metal slide that we put. We we just recently put this window in so we could see out and uh, not have to open up a door to see where we are for safety reasons. And then uh, we'll close that. And we'll get the door closed here. And let's see, let's set the date for 2021. And yeah, the dials are being a bit wonky. I'm going to have to replace a lot of stuff before uh, our next adventure. Yeah, definitely. As long as we can get home and get back, we need to return Mr. Wells here to his, his time and place. And let's see, set it for home. Okay. Alrighty, hold on. This could be a little, uh, little loud, little disorienting for the first time that you ride in here. And, uh, we're off for home. Anytime you're ready, you can push the button. Here we go. Join us again next time to find out what happens with Tim and Matthew and H.G. Wells in Adventures in Time and Space. Now an outro. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. You're still here. Go home. Well, the baby wants in. I think he'll be okay. I don't think he'll hurt anything. Hurt anything? No. Make a heck of a ton of noise? Yes. That's okay. We'll just tell him it's our kitty. Baby kitty. Just what we're recording. You're going to have to be quiet, okay? Because you understand Hi, human speech and... and Hi, our baby kitty. <laughs> don't go eat my... Cor no! <laughs> no! <laughs> This is why you don't have cats in the studio, folks. They eat your headphone cords. You can see his purring on the, on the machine. Mm -hmm. Don't go eating that. Anyway, folks, I guess this is the outro with a cat. Listen to him. That's him purring. He's the loudest purr of any cat I've ever heard. Anyway, we thank you for listening, and um, if you get a chance, it would be great if you could if you could rate our our show. <laughs> he just jumped to him. <laughs> if you could rate our show, that'd be that'd be great and helpful to us. And we thank you for listening, and we shall hopefully see you. Actually, not see you, but we shall talk with you next time on episode twenty six of the Two O'clock Show. Rate it, or the cat will be sad. Ha, 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 ha.